not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my god, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. And you'll never have to pour or measure detergent again. Can we, can we all get along? Karen, horror death. Film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no sides. One. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Indeed, your fans they have to show that they were more fans than other fans. Yeah, I guess people that just on when they were auditioning to be contestants on that episode, they just talked a ton about how much they are obsessed with the show and love it. And pardon me, and wanted uh, something they created. We were trying to think of themes for all the different episodes for this season, and we thought of, uh, I didn't think of it, but the other executive producers thought of doing an Idiot Test Super Fan episode. I, I'll watch it at some point. Thanks for watching it, guys. Uh, hello, everybody. I've been recording uh, for the last 30 seconds uh, mid conversation with my parents who just watched Idiot Test last night because they're amazing parents and they're very, very supportive. Um, we're sitting here in my brand new uh, state-of-the-art recording studio slash Target slash Starbucks here in the San Fernando Valley. Um, my parents met me here for coffee and we started talking politics and then I remembered that I need to record my podcast today because I did not record it last night because I was at the Ventura Comedy Festival and then had to drive back home and I was exhausted, so tired I had to take a nap on the side of the road in an abandoned gas station parking lot. Um, I first slept for about 20 minutes uh, in, a, in an actual gas stall, and then I got a knock on my window, and the, 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 the attendant came out from behind his mini-mart and asked what I was doing, and I said I was tired and sleeping. He said, you can just pull into a spot and you can sleep longer. So I'm here in literally in, in a Target slash Starbucks with my parents, Nate and Ziva. Hello, guys. Hi, guys. Hi. Hopefully we won't put you to sleep now. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we're talking politics as we often do, and I'm just asking, like, what, how are we supposed to um, get the message across to Trump supporters, which he's starting to slip in the polls, thank goodness, but that he is worse than Hillary when, even though he definitely, in my opinion, temperamentally, as Obama went off on him this week, is temperamentally unfit to be president of the United States and really would put our nation at risk at the same time. Trump's attacks in some ways are valid, that she's a criminal, that she was loose with national security, that she helped the rise of ISIS by it, advocating intervention in Libya and deposing Gaddafi, and that led to this vacuum now that, you know, ISIS is now also in Libya and all these things, and the fact that she's, you know, with, with her emails and compromised our security and classified information and all this, <clears throat> and even worse accusations about her and crimes in the past. How do you convince his supporters that believe what he says and that somewhat the attacks are based in truth? How do you convince them that those more seemingly more serious things are wor are, are are not worse than a guy who just is a complete crapshoot and gamble as to what he might unleash in office? Can I take it? Please. Okay. Um, two things I think I want to say about it. One is that uh, there are two very important um, qualifications to even run for president, to be considered as a nominee of, of any party. Uh, I think the very first one, above anything else, is a temperament, because it's... Well, he has one. Highly... <laughs> he has one of the best temperaments. He's, 
His temperament's very, very fun to watch, okay? It's one of the greats. <laughs> it's, uh, it's such a highly sensitive uh, position, place to be, uh, and, and what depends upon it is not a, an empire of several uh, hotels or, or golf courses or whatever it is, but nations and our nation and, and the Western world, is, and, and, and as a result of that, really, the rest of the world at times, uh, temperament is the most important thing. Um, he, he, the one that he has got is the one that should have disqualified him in on day one. Um, <coughs> the other qualification is, is, is the person qualified because they have uh, the know-how, they have experience. Uh, basically, that's, that's it, experience and, and, and the know-how. Now, she has that. She has the experience, she has the know-how. Uh, she has a very good temperament with regards to being in high positions. She has proven that. Now, what I would like to say about Hillary with, with Libya, I think that we are all, uh, we all tend to confuse some things a little bit. I don't think that she's, I, maybe she is a criminal, but, but li the Libya case and cre I creating that vacuum that, that maybe aided in, in the creation of ISIS, we don't really know. Right, because Libya is not really the base of ISIS anyway, no, it's Syria it's and Iraq. No, it's not. And, and that could be uh, a mistake. It could be a failure of judgment with, guess what? We all have those. Churchill had those. Everybody has those. Lincoln, I'm sure, had those. But Every few of my failures of judgment have led in some even small way to the rise of one of the most nefarious terrorist groups in history. Some have, but not many of my That's mistakes. That's true. That's true, but you're unique. Yeah, I mean, I do have yeah. a better track record than a lot of people. That's very true. There was a very interesting headline today in the Washington Post. And this kind of shows you it's very emblematic, if not symptomatic, of what's going on in the reportage of this whole scenario right now in the political scene. And it, it, it actually threw me a curveball, and I don't like to have that done to me too often. And here's the way it works. Today they had a lead on a Washington Post story saying $400 million in cash giving to the Iranians. Right, that's release. the new story. And when they're I saying that, basically was a was a ransom. And right? when I saw that, I said, "How could this be?" And it's such a horrible headline. How dare they put such a headline unless it's actually based on reality? And upon further review, as they would say in the NFL, it turned out that if you read the article, it stated that they gave four hundred million as part. The U.S. government did as part of what we have to give the Iranians the one point eight billion. So basically, but that would make it then not a ransom. Exactly. So if you strictly looked at the at the headline, you jump to conclusions, and yet it's a headline. Right? It's a manipulation. And what was it to get some of our hostages to released? Get the four and hostages, and they're released now. All well, four? They were. Yeah, and they are. But the point is, they made it seem that it was. I just heard Oliver North on Fox News today. Obviously, he was involved in the whole Iran Contra affair, saying that this is just as bad as what he was involved in and that is worse because they actually paid us back then and we're paying them the whole but but i guess it, it is again about spin whether or not it was see but the whole deal in itself you can argue as to the merits of the deal i personally didn't like it but you can see here where that headline right is very very misleading unless you examine it be very careful with the name oliver true that uh, that that is a uh, good example of uh, us not being careful enough to read the small print of, of the news that we see and hear, because uh, it made it seem as though it was for, for the hostages, and I'm, and I'm not sure that it wasn't, because I had not read it, they had read it, but yeah, he read it and he found out that it wasn't a ransom. But most of us humans would say, oh my, you see here, they gave the money. So. Uh, we, we have to be better educated before we judge to begin with, before we come to any kind of conclusion, either regarding her or him. But what I want to add about him is that uh, he's not, he does not have the temper, temperament to be a high school principal. He's a 70-year-old man going on five or, or seven-year-old. Uh, he's very thin-skinned. He, he, uh, he takes revenge on people. On people who, who didn't do anything really bad to him, but they did Mom, in his defense, some of, him. some of the most effective fascists have been very thin skinned. Exactly, exactly. And he has a lot to learn. <laughs>
From whom to, he doesn't have a lot to learn. He learned really quickly, but he has from whom to learn. So, I mean, that's just the reality that we're faced with then, is that while neither of them, as I said on stage last night, while neither of them is a prize, no one's claiming that Hillary's got some clean record or some perfect person, but it is, in this case, very much of, like, the lesser of two evils, and you need to choose somebody who, while she might take a lot of politically expedient shortcuts, while she might have bad judgments sometimes, while she might do some things to line her own pockets, she's not going to risk the union. She's a very solid leader um, who's generally very measured, and also she's somebody who, who endorses progressive policies that I think would help advance the planet and, and our country more pressingly, more, on, more pointedly toward advancement, towards progress, towards human rights, towards equal rights, towards equal pay for women, towards making sure that the Republicans don't get to roll back gay rights and women's rights and don't get to close and appoint a Supreme Court justice that's going to maybe try to overturn Roe v. Wade, that's going to do a lot of things that could roll our nation back as Trump exactly wants to do. His slogan is that, is make America great again, which everybody asks him. When was this great time that you're referring to? Because we're doing well now in most people's eyes, and people say it's like almost, it's just like a veiled way to say, take us back to when white men were yeah, more yeah. in charge, more in control. Yeah, uh, yeah, and maybe that's not at all his intention. Maybe he just, someone threw his way that slogan and he liked it because he likes bombastic slogans and, and phrases. Uh, I don't know, but it's kind of empty of context, of, of context unless you put it in the context of the, back to the days when my uh, white men were in charge. It's just really pathetic. But... But as they may interject one thing to use an old uh, saying that everyone likes to use, uh, the road to hell was paved with good intentions. True. So, you know, it, it, I'm not saying that there can be no intentions that this guy has that aren't very altruistic. And, and you know, you got to assume that he's beyond just being a ringmaster. Yeah, I just have to say, with regards to her taking us on, on the road to uh, better social changes, and which I'm all for, uh, that, I don't think that is a valid argument, because we're talking about platforms of, of uh, political parties, basically. Her party is the Democratic Party, which whose platform is social uh, uh, benefits and, and making them better and making uh, more open and, and so forth. I don't need to repeat what you've just said. You said this you and yourself, uh, and and he, I don't, I don't think he believes in anything. I don't even think he has any core principle whatsoever. Right, but that's my But he wait. But he is representing yes, good. But he is representing the Republican Party, and the platform of the Republican Party is conservative, mm -hmm. and is cutting cutting down on, on uh, social uh, uh, chairs. So, so that is not the argument that I would give. Because if you are a Republican, right. you should vote Republican because you people are allowed to believe that that's what. They but not think. in this case. But vote Republican the whole all the way down yeah. the ballot. Vote for but, congressmen and senators who are Republican exactly. and keep but, control of the House. But don't put a man in charge of the world exactly. who's who's temperamentally a child and may as I joke about it I think and I think it's a joke very based very much in truth I give it six months over under six months we could be in World War three under exactly. Trump I mean he can just walk us into an international quagmire you can't walk out I, as I've always maintained if he really were you know I'm interjecting for I one do. second <laughs> well, frankly my dear I don't give it up. but basically remember I always feel a great proponent of checks and balances. And it doesn't mean that I like Czech Republic any more than the Polish Republic. But I do believe strongly in checks and balances. And I think if he was doing a lot of onerous things short of nuclear issues, I feel if his behavior were totally so ab abhorrent, there would be steps necessary no, in but, his removal. But I totally disagree because, because that's the major role of a president. The president isn't necessarily always the, the, the best suited to get legislation through that is full of checks and balances. The one thing the president can do unfettered and unchecked is present ourselves a certain way and speak on behalf of the country and go and shake the hands and have private meetings with world leaders and then have press conferences afterwards. And those are the things where if you insult somebody, if he says something praising Putin and dissing Angela Merkel or dissing, you know, uh, Theresa May, you know, another female world leader, and he has kind of a sketchy 
past, speaking about women in the past, I mean, we could really, like, sever and fray our long alliances. That we need Not even, and that would be accidental things, or things based on his speech. He also just talks constantly about not honoring our alliances, about not, not, you know, caring about our, our treaties and agreements. Yet, well, on the, want yet, them to pay, though. He may say, right, so, I was about to NATO, say yeah. so on the flip of that, that's another point Trump makes that I do think has some validity that I think I know resonates with people, is that he says all the time that how can we, and in his speech at the convention, I thought was a very good point, he says, how can we still keep policing the world and giving money to every crisis and, and, and for all these alliances paying more than our fair share when they're not holding up, when our country has so much poverty? And it's such a lack of jobs. And that's a very significant point. I know we've taken on that role, but how do you combat that point? That Here's the bottom that line. people think, well, it's true. We need to take care of it. And it is absurd that the greatest, quote-unquote, nation on earth, if that's true, how can we have so much poverty poverty in our own nation? Here's the bottom line. I feel that this guy, for what, whether you like him or don't like him, whatever your feelings are about, he's representing change. And I don't mean the fact that his haircut is rather a changeful look. Yeah. The fact of the matter is he's changed, and if you want someone totally outside the system, that's one of the assets that he brings to the dance, including the fact that the military military overwhelmingly likes this guy, including the fact that recently this week, as a matter of fact, that there was a, a medal recipient of, the, of the, the, the Purple Heart that literally gave Trump. No, that's one man. The military isn't overwhelming. They like do. the guy. He just this week was talking trash back and forth between to the parents of a dead soldier who mean, gave his life okay. in Iraq. Was it right? I don't know. In Afghanistan. In Afghanistan. Afghanistan I'm sorry. First of all, you see, everyone is taking everything that's happening, and believe me, and the I military feel came out saying we categorically disagree with what he's saying. We that we always honored the families of our of our fallen and of our soldiers, and he can't do that. The fact of the matter is, this guy is not very diplomatic at all, and whoever this is the problem. You should be a diplomat. This is the problem when you have someone who's never run a political campaign before, right. having this thing run by Manafort, who had seen e events, he was more of a player. And, and apparently and was leaking now his campaign manager even saying he's frustrated with all these and problems. When you have your kids, as brilliant as your kids are, and I, and I, my wife and I both have brilliant kids, you, you being one of the, the two brilliant kids, including my brilliant oh, daughter. Shucks. When you have kids running a political campaign to the most part, if not beyond symbolic, they're really very much the nuts and bolts of this campaign. This is some of the residual effect of this, of having this campaign. That's, that's like, so I think that's the great point is like, despite, I understand it's a change election and people want change, but unfortunately the Republican Party is like reaping what they sow and they've nominated somebody who's the worst possible version of all the things they espouse. And, and I would argue that so many other parties' platforms are immature and stupid and backwards and not respectful of human beings and of, of everybody and not just of the rich but of people struggling. And you have it now in the embodiment of somebody who is just that to the hundredth degree. He's just a person without empathy yeah. whatsoever. So, anyone so he can't become president. He literally is a person. I mean, he... You can't picture him actually caring about no, everybody in the country. No, I have to interrupt you for a second. No, you cannot picture him ca actually caring about other people, about anybody. I'm glad you interrupted to agree with I'm, me. Oh, I'll stop it. I always agree too. with you. Just give me my Even chance. Even when I disagree with you, I agree with you. It makes but, little to no sense, but I like it. Exactly. It sounds good. And that's the thing. That he, he doesn't have empathy, he's a psychopath, and the quicker people get it, the better. The only problem is that I think that a whole bunch of people do get it that he's a psychopath, and they don't get care. It, that he's lacking in empathy, he's not capable of, of empathizing because he doesn't possess that, that capability in him, and they don't care because he goes out with big slogans, and, and typically people who are not deeply educated, uh, run around with slogans, it sounds good, it says, oh, for the people, yes, for the people, I'm for the people. And he loves the poorly educated, he yeah, said that. You know and he said he loved them, and, and he has a very good reason to love the poorly educated. Because they love and him. This is, and this is so sad, and, it, and it, this, these are the people he prays Not upon. that it's bad to be poorly educated, no, but, but it's bad to, to say that as though it's a virtue and as exactly. though it's something that you should aspire <laughs> toward. This guy really knows, you got to give him credit on another angle. 
that he really knows how to work this media. Well, the thing. guy's a genius, Mark. You know what? You know what he, he just has sure, an instinct like I'm nobody. Sure he you, and Kanye West are like the same person. I'm only sure. Trump doesn't make doesn't even make good music. <laughs> Makes shitty ties. You know what? I don't know if your your mom heard. I don't even know if you heard this. But you tough know, stakes. You know what he smartly? <laughs> you know, Bad casinos. You know what he adroitly? You heard vodka that I hear is not delicious. You want to hear what he adroitly called CNN today? The Clinton News Network. Yeah. And the guy's very good at marketing. And remember, as I've been saying now for over a year, the fact of the matter is why the public even likes him to a certain extent is because they feel that they have this connection with him because of the change factor, one. Two, that they all felt that they knew him so well as a TV star. So be careful. Get the government you deserve. You get the leaders or lack of leaders that you deserve. And this guy is a complete freak in the sense that it's perfect storm for him to have such power. There's really also is. this thing about disgruntled citizens. Disgruntled citizens are people who, right or wrong, uh, are blaming the government for, for their failures, for their uh, financial failures, for their social fa failures. They blame the government. And Trump speaks those, wor and, those words exactly. exactly. And, and, and they feel that finally, whoa, we found this Trump thing who speaks exactly our, he speaks our language, and he speaks for us. He says exactly the things that we say, only they listen to him. They don't listen to us, but they listen to him. So I suppose you can't blame them for running after him, and the only reason I blame them is you should educate yourself better regarding what he really is made of and what he really stands for. It reminds me of that Men at Work song, Hey, do you speak my language? Do you promise me a vegetite sandwich? Was that just an excuse to sing? It because brought, I've done that many times in this what? podcest, thousands of times. So I'm not, I'm not innocent of it. voice, as you and I both do. We do have two of the great voices. They call us the Velvet Fogs. And I'm still waiting for us to be Us the, two and Mel Torme. Well, the late Mel Torme. I don't want to be in that club well, right now. I said us two because we're the only ones who are currently singing. Well, that's right. You're, our acts are still alive. And I love Mel Torme. I say that with... I met him once at AMC Theaters as a kid. In Century City. That's right. And uh, I lost my train of thought for one second. But the you fact... You speak my language. Oh, yeah. So the point is, this guy knows how to work it. He knows how to spin it. It's the real spin zone. And for whatever CNN is doing for Hillary, this guy is work... The, the way that he got all this prominence was so clever. When people will write this, this whole report on this, and I, I won't write it, maybe you'll write it, about how he was getting all that free airplay early in this campaign a year ago. When they were putting every little breath he spoke, everything because, he stated, and they were enablers. Because the news networks truly have no soul. I mean, they've, they're no longer journalists whatsoever. Yeah. They just literally chase ratings at any right. moment, and he's, and I mean, I feel horrible about myself. He's really dragging down, I feel like, the nation's psyche, because I feel horrible about myself. I get email, you know, news brief summaries with, like, highlights of each story, and I can't, I eventually click on the, the smarter links, but the first ones I click on are the bombastic... Yeah, Trump headlines. Because we can't help it, you know. This it's is a car a, crash. Yeah, it's a car crash. And usually, people are, are a lot of people watch, wanting to watch that when they see car crash or a hockey game and, and a fight broke out. Yeah. People want to see that. Excuse me. We're going to go from rubbernecking to goose stepping within the next six months. Did you like that? I loved it. That I was a pretty decent. I'll take that myself. <gasps> oh, Thank you. To get it, goose stepping, kind of like a, under yeah. under a fascist regime, rubbernecking, looking at an accident. I felt like I it was clever. I know what you were alluding to. I know what you were alluding to. Thank you so much. We can move on now that I've gotten sufficient praise on that. Okay, so I wanted to say is that, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, that's us. I mean, that's the picture of us. We are all humans. We're a reality we're show humans. nation now. What? We're a reality show nation. Yeah, we just exactly. love spectacle. No, but I don't mean about flash our over nation. substance. True, and I don't mean our nation. I mean our our human condition. Humanity, yeah. We humans have all of these things inside us. It just it depends on uh, who gets to us first. If if the if the people with the values and with the high standards, with the with the core principles, get to us, we have a chance of becoming pretty good people and 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 making pretty good decisions. Uh, if if people like Trump prey upon us, upon our vulnerability and our need to watch the crash and, and our vulnerability to, to go for the quick change and the quick uh, uh, yelling and screaming and the slogans and stuff, then we lost. It's the spin zone, in. which cleverly Fox has, the no spin zone, it's the spin zone, it's the non-spin zone, it's whoever can manipulate these people. That, whenever and people, it's a very interesting inflection point, too, in human history. Because of the internet, as I've said many times, it gives us this 
ability we weren't born with as a species to have this hive mind to all of a sudden have trends go nationwide, worldwide, and to all of us realize how we're all thinking and to, and to have an idea spread like wildfire very quickly. And sometimes it works for good and sometimes it works for bad. Sometimes it lets a good idea or a touching thing move fast. I just read a great article this week that the ice bucket challenge, the big viral hi, thing, hi, people hi. poured ice on their head to bring awareness to ALS, to ulterior hi. lateral sclerosis, Lou Gehrig's disease, um, raised so much money that it is now being credited for a new research funding that has now found new genes that could maybe wow. lead could maybe lead towards a cure. So that's wow. an incredible benefit of the hive mind of, of society. At the same time, it also lets these like things that played our more base instincts, these horrible things also spread like wildfire and people love to share these these just dark baser ideas. Go to see Jason Bourne. Go to see Jason Bourne, which I saw by myself yesterday, and you'll see how this whole thing on the manipulation of all these, it's like way beyond post-Snowden manipulation of what's going on out there now with, with Facebook or, or the next jobs being created out there. I don't mean, I mean Steve Jobs. With the next guy that's going to be the next manipulator on, and, and I mean in a negative sense, in manipulating the way we all think. And you sort of see it in many ways as, as being such a, a movement of manipulation that it transcends, this is the scary part, it almost transcends countries. There's just the, what's going to be the next thing? What's going to be the next Facebook? What's going to be the next, the next trend in this world of people that their core value systems are so not based on strong issues? That's what I'm saying is about the internet is that it really, it's like, it's got a lot of potential, but it definitely, I would say, is probably tending overall towards our negative, our more base and our more shallow ends. Including industry. recruiting, including the ability to recruit people Andy, for right. devious ends. Which now, you know, this week also Facebook and Google and Twitter and some other tech giants are funding a campaign to create advertising to counter terror recruitment online and to create commercials yeah, and yeah, things yeah, to, yeah. to fight it, yeah. to fight it, which I think I think is... You know, at least using their money and their power for some good, hopefully, if it can influence it. Um, but I don't know, it's just so. And also, the scary thing, too, it's like, you know, I'm excited. I got excited about it because I love social media. That I just told you guys that Instagram launched stories just like Snapchat has and disappearing after 24 hours. And the reason they did it is because everybody needs the youth market. And for whatever reason, the youth don't want anymore even anything to last long online. They're all about ephemeral interactions and things disappearing. And that just lends itself more and more to the shortening of our attention span to this ADV culture that we have where we can't actually hold an idea in our head for two seconds. We always need something new. Do you remember how I hated for years, and I told you and your mom, and both mom and I agree on this issue, about when you see couples or even people interchanging in any kind of coffee shop, restaurant, whatever. Target slash Starbucks. Whatever. We're getting back to the slash thing. The great singer, of course, for the fabulous Something group. Something we just posted on my Instagram story. And it'll be gone 24 hours by the time this release. No one can see it. That's but the if point. it's short-lived, that means we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna forget all the atrocities that happen. We're going to just want quick fixes, immediate fixes. And if I don't get my quick fix, right. it's going to make... Have- how do you have never forget you know, in a culture that erases everything after 24 hours? You know what? It's going to make someone like Trump like a hero because it's going to make right. someone like Trump in such an infant stage of what's going on now in this manipulation. So he's really not as all bad as you all. I mean, he's, he's not good. How do you, how'd you get to that leap? Well, the point about it is that he just, it, it's about them. It, it's my You're just fear. saying negative things about I, us and about him and he's manipulating that. I how do. does that make him not all bad? No, no, I'm just saying it's the tip of the, here's, Here's what I want to say. Let me, let me track, retract that a second, showing that I can do that, unlike the guy that I just talked about. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, the genie is out of the bottle. And with the genie being out of the bottle, there's no going back. It's like sometimes I tell mom, I'd like to be able to not have all this social media, which I really pretty much got into in a small and in an ineffective way, because I wanted to be in touch with my children. At Nate Dog Dodger on Twitter. Follow him, everybody. So basically, that's very sweet. So the bottom line is that, and I say, can we just go back to the slipper times when people talked across the table? No, you can't. You can't do that. And this is what the spin thing is right now. And, and that's you know, the scary. new idea that I'm developing for my stand-up act is that the only like hope I'm sort of seeing from this continual insulation that we have from all these different social media that makes you stay at home and in fact like the big thing the last few weeks that 
is one of the only times people are going outside now is because of Pokemon Go. There's now an app. There's an app that gives us permission to go outside. I don't want to ever be outside. Wait, unless I can capture fake digital creatures, then maybe I'll consider stepping outside. But but um, other than this one anomaly, we seem to be more and more hunkering down into our own worlds and living virtual lives instead of living real lives. Not good. It's not good, but the only... The only perhaps kind of, I mean, it's not a real thing, but sort of an idea that I think is a funny thought is that maybe we'll accidentally back into world peace because nobody will just go out of their houses anymore and you can't have war if no one leaves their homes. But we'll just be in little pods at home and won't be able to fight anybody because we won't be interacting with anybody. There's an interesting, well, there's an interesting, let me just interject one. Well, let her, okay, please, okay, go, go ahead. ahead. Either of you. Uh, there was a beautiful thing on uh, Facebook. Uh, I don't know who put it. Uh, I think this thing that is called Women After 50, which I love. And it said, just when you think... Every I started time, that group. Every time. <laughs> every, it's, it's kind of a MILF recruiting scheme I came up I'm with. I'm starting one for men after 65. Lovely. It said, every time you are a little down on yourself and you think, oh my God, I haven't accomplished all that I needed to. I'm not as smart as I thought maybe I would become. I'm not as successful as I was hoping to become. Every time you feel this way, just think that there are 10 million people outside looking for Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Huh? I think that really kind of sums up our society. And I'm really sad about it. And, and I don't have this this tendency to be uh, sad a lot. I'm a very happy person, but this really saddens me because, you know, we are all joking about it and, and all of you guys, the new generations, you're, you're all very smart and, and very well informed and, and information is very easy for you to get and you make good use of that and you learn things quickly and all of that. But you are losing that one thing that makes you human, and that's the humanity. It's, it's the, the sitting around and discussing thoughts. It's sitting around and having relationships. Not a relationship to, to marry that someone. That is deep. i got to tweet that to my followers. No, truly, I'm not kidding. No, I'm not kidding. I mean, I was kidding, but I was making a joke about tweeting it to my followers. You were making a joke about what your mother was saying? No, I would never do that. I take I that back. I'd like to backtrack that as well. This is more germane to what we're saying. And they had a great, they had a great commercial on TV, and it showed a family. It had three, four members of the family, teenagers, a mom, and, and, and her dad. And suddenly all their internet is out. And they're all just going and saying, what are we going to do? There's no internet. <laughs> and they're all having a little conniption fit because they don't understand. Because they're without having this big, big brother is here, 1984 is here, Orwell's right, we're completely fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was, he was really, he was so Very smart, George Orwell, yeah. really, he was incredible. Um, well, as I've said many times, and this isn't a bit that I need to redevelop for my new hour, is... Orwell got everything right. He predicted everything right, even to the fire. even to the point of having screens in our houses Absolutely. and even in our hands. He didn't even predict. But the one thing he didn't get right is that he made it seem like this dark, dystopian, dreary future where we all just had it was imposed upon us and we had, we couldn't escape it. And instead, they were so much more subversive and clever. They gave us the technology. They dumbed us down and convinced us to opt in. We all just click yes on the agreements. We say, oh, we want iTunes, so we'll agree on the agreement. Oh, we want GPS on our phones, so you can track us constantly. Oh, we want to be able to FaceTime people, so let's allow the government to have access to cameras and microphones they can turn on at any moment in our pockets. I'm so proud of you for having said that. So we opt in, so we think it's cool. So we're literally like, oh, wow, I can be tracked at all times. How cool is that? And like, like you can just see it going down a rabbit hole of like, God forbid, we're going to be like in like government internment camps about to be put to death by the government. And we're going to say like, look how cool I can put filters on my own death video. I mean, it's from Aerosmith. You don't, you, don't, you clearly don't know anything about who's in Aerosmith or Red Hot Chili Peppers I'm, I'm or Guns N' Roses. Again, as said in the Instagram story that has been disappeared by the time people are hearing well, this. Anyway, I'm so proud of you for having said this very uh, thing right now because this is it. That we are, we, no one is playing with us. They, are, they made us want to play 
with them right. and be a part of it. And we can't escape it because it is us. The enemy is us. It, it, the enemy is our, our, our short attention span. The enemy is, is this need to constantly think, see things on, on screen and write on screen and read on screen. This is the enemy. The enemy is us. And we are not going to... We are not going to get rid of the enemy because we will have to go with it. And that's why you have a presidential leader of one of the major parties in this country named Donald Trump who takes great pride in being not so eloquent, not so well read. But what's he so excited about? That he has a lot of millions of Twitter followers. And that's the animal that's out there now, folks. That's the animal that we have to watch out for because it's scary. This is the tip of the iceberg. But it, also, but it also calls into question like grander questions because one of the most interesting things that came out of the whole Edward Snowden revelations and the fact that we've our privacy is essentially gone, people then brought up the question, you know, sometimes people would say, well, I have nothing to hide. You said that. I have nothing to hide. So why not spy on everybody if you can get terrorists that way and bad guys that way? But the question is, do we really need privacy? Like, what is... You know why? We need individuality. We need to have that human spirit. But individuality is different than privacy. Listen, I don't know how we can combine the... But, you know, I'm, I just... I'm scared of having Big Brother, and I have nothing to hide, and I'm scared of Big Brother controlling my every thought of where I've been. And that, granted, that can help you with technology if there was a crime. And God I mean, it helps so much. I understand that, but there, everything's collateral damage. Look how easy There's of a no job Vasco da Gama would have had if he had... <laughs> I don't know, you don't have to bring... <laughs> if he had ways on his phone. You don't have to bring that, that artist up, Vasco da Gama. And I know that's an explorer. Why do you have an issue with Vasco da Gama? Well, I have no gamma with that. I'm surprised you didn't go... Vasco da Gama 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 Chameleon. Because you do like to okay, do you know, tandems. One more like of these. I do the same. I'm not criticizing well, you're not it. far away from, from the tree, my friend. You're not far from You know what's interesting thing, though, is like I really wonder, like, is it that we're changing so much, or is it just that technology is enabling parts of us that were latent because we didn't have the ability to do it? Because another joke I'm developing for my new hour is that, because um, you can currently see my current hour, Neurotic Gangster, on Showtime and Showtime On Demand, if you just check it's it out. the best in the universe. Very I've seen it five Hands times. Down. I've seen it five There's times. two unbiased reviews for you, Brain Trust. You Not that. only this, it gets better every it time. It gets you better, says my parents. I don't see anything five times unless it's five Dodger games in six days. But this, <laughs> my son's show, every time gives you a new angle. But thank you. you wonder, how did he come up with this? But so the joke I'm developing, or the concept I'm, I'm working on, is that you know, we think we're so narcissistic and self-absorbed now, we take selfies all the time, right? Yeah. Okay, but selfie takes a second to take, right? I was just in Amsterdam, went to the Van Gogh Museum. There's a whole wing of the museum of Van Gogh's self-portraits. <laughs> and this isn't even a one-second selfie. The guy spent a month on one picture of himself. You see what happened to Zira for being so He just cut it off so he could get a better look at it. I have a, so we could recreate it. This is really funny and very good, but I have two, two but, things. But is there any validity to that? Yes, there is. But I have to, I have to say something really quickly. Uh, there is another thing on Facebook. I, here I am, you know, but here I am. What can I do? Uh, another thing is You're addicted Facebook. to social media, I'm Mom. sorry, but uh, it was good, though, uh, that there has got to be a rule that for every 10 selfies a person takes, yeah. it should, he should read a book. <laughs> <laughs> People would be unable to pull that off. Look at this number, number 626. What number is that important for your parents? Your anniversary. And Adorable. And the other, so I think that is a very, very good point. The other point is that there is validity to what you say. The only thing is that we are not made of two parts. We can't, you, you can't separate one part of our head and our brain, our heart, our, our thought from the other. We are one. Each person is one. And when we become uh, addicted to, to these quick things and to, uh, we, we don't have, it's not that we can retreat from this and, and work on the other part, with, which is slow and, and, and uh, takes its time and, and deep thinking. And, and it, it can't. It's just once you enter this, you can't regress you can't to go that. Back. That's why I said the genie and, was out of the bottle. Right. But that's... Yeah. But that's um, right. That's true, and, and that's I why I don't like it. I hate it, but I I do it all the time. Right, that's I, the problem. You know, I used to we once on, on one of the, your early, very early podcast, that, which we guessed on. Uh, I said that I used to love reading, uh, reading 
and writing long le- handwritten letters. It was an amazing thing. It mattered a lot. Pe- people put so much into that, into writing and reading. It was fantastic. Now I'm the queen of sending uh, emails quickly. Yeah. And, and, and society, they say, and even myself, I found it when I've tried to write recently, is forgetting how to do cursive. Oh, there is another thing. That They're even debating if they should teach it anymore in exactly. school. Exactly. There are, there are uh, school districts that are wondering, is that a waste of time but so, teaching cursive? But so Imagine. But so what's the answer to the question I just posed about, is it new? Are we changing? and becoming more ADD, or is it just that we didn't have the ability before? We always maybe had the desire. Van Gogh was painting pictures of himself even when it took a month to do it. He painted 50, 60, 70 portraits of himself. Just becoming a different brand of humans. I'm not the world's, this may come as a shock to everyone, I'm not the world's greatest photographer. But because of what these cameras are so innate in all this, pardon the pun, are so innate in these uh, iPhones and stuff, it makes me a much better photographer. I now have taken three to 4,000 photos in the last couple of years. You know why? Because it's so easy. It's enabled me to be much more artistic in what I never knew was something that I had inside me. You are really, which is so in some way, as again, it's like that double-edged sword of, of, the, of, of the internet is that it unleashes potential, but it also yeah. straps us down. And at the same time, we are very much becoming more of a quantity over quality culture. Yeah, and I think that we maybe this is the time when I always tell you sometimes we lead life, sometimes we have to let life lead us. I think this may be the time when we have to sit back and let life lead us. We really hadn't been in those advanced places which we hadn't explored yet. We are getting there, all of us together at the same time, and we can't go back because no one wants to go back. Uh, maybe we should just allow ourselves to go with it and see what happens. And maybe society will destroy itself. I don't know. know, And then a new one will have to come up with, well, they will grow their own coffee beans in their backyard and they will grow their own uh, carrots and whatever. I don't know. But maybe we need to kind of self-destruct and then start over again. Or so so maybe if we're trying to find a a positive outcome of all this that may unfold, maybe that is actually the really good thing about the millennials caring more about about messages erasing and being more ephemeral is maybe because of that. Maybe it's good that we don't need the things to live. We're just using these things. Maybe we're evolving towards wanting these social networks to be a communications device, but not so narcissistic as to need it to live forever and to present this perfect version of our lives on our Instagram pl- uh, profiles on our on our grid. Instead, it's just a means to communicate, but we don't need to show it off. It erases, and it's just a way to talk to more people, but not to present this perfectly that curated image. That could be, but also that another is- thing that could be happening is that uh, you see it all around you, that people who are uh, very successful and have big CEOs of big concerns, corporations, or uh, uh, high tech people and stuff, get fed up with those things and get fed up with that life. They feel that it's really meaningless and it doesn't give, their, it doesn't feed their soul, so to speak, and they retire from this and they go to live in rural, like, like a friend, Owen Benjamin. They, they retire, they tire of this. They, we just talked on the podcast two weeks ago. They don't feel any satisfaction in this kind of life. And uh, they retire from this. And where do they go? They go to where your grandparents, my parents, uh, uh, that's, that was their life. Uh, living in rural areas and growing their things and, and, and having a much quieter, slower, simpler type of life in which they can exchange ideas at the uh, comfort of their own living rooms and maybe not so much social media, not maybe. so much... Maybe. So, so my point Maybe that explains the popularity of Farmville on Facebook. <laughs> my point my point is that there are some of us, some of us humans who are doing it, and I, maybe those are the ones that will that will be really the future of our society because i don't I really don't believe that we can carry all of us all of humanity into the future much farther and and much and much more much longer why i have so here, i have a rebuttal but let that yeah, see so here, here my to... wife that's known as susie optimistic susie optimistic is now putting 
a situation saying maybe we can't go and cross the, the score. We can't cross the, the goal line with this. But and, and, and see, the, the, the matter, it's just about winning. It's about manipulation. It's about the bottom line. It's all that at all costs. And let me give you an example, even with but, Steve Jobs coming up and being such a genius. And yet in the biop that I saw about him, he wasn't such a pleasant guy. He wasn't such a guy that was like the, the, the nicest guy to, hit, to his daughter and stuff. Without, you know, I want to get him upset because this is an iPhone that we're talking to. <laughs> I know he's not around. I get that. But the bottom line Steve is... Steve Jobs is everywhere now. But the thing is, omnipresent. The, the bottom line is, everything has a collateral, a collateral damage. And, uh, and and the genie's out of the bottle. And there's no going back. And, and even when we can do warfare. That's the point I wanted to make for the last 10 minutes. When we do warfare. And we can do drone attacks. When the generals are sitting in another country even and ordering these attacks, so that's that's terrific. But at the bottom line, is it's still humans, and it's like dehumanizing our whole existence. Well, okay, so allow me to maybe you know spin the 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 message more positively because I lost sight for a minute of where I think the huge benefits of the internet is. As much as it in the short term it has this like flashy fumes of narcissism and of of all of these things that we look down upon as we realize that it could certainly hinder us as a as a society it, it has huge benefits is that it enables communication at lightning speed it enables messages to, to to go fast and what's great about it is i think it actually will soon and i think i predict that trump is getting very scared of of the prospect of being president he's starting to sabotage his own campaign I think it's why he's starting to say that the election's rigged, so he can already say that when he has one of the most landslide losses of all time, he can say it was a rigged system, it's a rigged system, okay, and still get a reality show out of it and everything, um, because, because I think that the internet is tipping on the majority to weeding out bad stuff. As you saw in these last couple of weeks, too, Leslie Jones, the African-American cast member of Saturday Night Live, was in the new Ghostbusters movie, quit Twitter briefly because she was just horribly racistly attacked on, on Twitter. And it was horrible, but she rejoined two days later because the world just, like, coalesced behind her and supported her and made the, the haters seem so horrible. It made them feel so bad. And Twitter banned the person that started the attacks. And... and, and it's tending towards positivity. So if you look at the great things the internet has done, look how long the civil rights struggle, and we still have a ways to go even, but, but with the you know, race relations in our country, took forever, took a century really, to make significant progress in our country. And for, we are not there yet. And we're not there yet, but it took so long pre-internet to convince people of how wrong their things are. And look how fast gay rights have progressed like lightning speed compared to that from when gay marriage started being talked about to it being the law of the land passed by the Supreme Court. And look how fast, even faster than that, as we went further into the future, exponential growth, like you said, the exponential speed. Look at transgender people, how fast that became just, it wasn't even debated really. A couple of states tried to pass laws and did pass laws and there's still some fights to be fought. But Caitlyn Jen Bruce Jenner becomes Caitlyn Jenner and just so quickly the whole planet and the whole country just had to accept that anybody who has their own reality and their own sexuality and their own gender identity is accepted for the what who they are. In the past that would have been fifty years of struggles. But, but on the so look how it enables change to happen on the too. Negative, on the negative <coughs> on the negative it's all yin and the yang and it's pro and the con and etc. On the negative side, David Duke, a very he's going to run for Congress. Who cares? He's not going to win. No, I'm making a point here. If because he saw the success that Trump is having, that's my point. Right. Say he's going to well, win. Well, we'll he'll, he'll feel differently when Trump loses in a landslide. I don't know. Well, I don't but really I, think it's going to be I a think landslide. That what, exactly what you said yes. now is really the beauty of the human condition that uh, there is good and there is bad. And, it, uh, you know, when I keep on say, talking about the old days, how much uh, better they were and they were so good, but in many ways they were so much worse. Everything took, took so much longer. Everything was harder to achieve. Our, our relationships, the families were moving uh, away to another country. They hardly ever got in contact with one another, couldn't see one another. You and Dad had to wait so a week between letters. That's now you could have been writing back and forth and gotten to know each other so much better. 
so so it wasn't all that good but a lot of it was amazing it and was just more romantic same, it was slower and, and the same thing is now a lot of it is scary and a lot of it is not good and a lot of it is wonderful and fantastic and I guess we just have to sit really to, to flow with it to, to yeah it's a life lead us moment yeah, like you were it's, saying it's a life lead it's like because life we can't stop us. it and like you said exactly. we don't want to stop it as Miley Cyrus said can't stop won't stop there as you go Carly Simon I'm said, thinking these, about that as Carly Simon says I think these are the good old days not familiar with that song at all look it up but I like you worked in another song I appreciate that high five and I do whenever I can and so and as one other interesting thought I've had a lot recently that I'm very curious to see the disgust on your face when I say this mom but um, in a lot of ways the administration over the last eight years that was the most effective was the Kardashian administration because look at it look at what they've actually done for for social things they've they've made interracial relationships much more accepted so quickly with Kim and Kanye. They've made gender rights and gay rights so much more accepted and transgender people accepted with Caitlyn Jenner. They've, Kim, her, Kim herself has made, has, has helped reverse the trend of people needing to be super skinny to be seen attractive and has made rounder bodies attractive. That's a lot for one family that's pretty vapid to have accomplished. Maybe they did it by accident. But at least they've contributed in some I'm way. So glad something. they haven't murdered anyone. Imagine with, that. Well, leave, they sort of did, right? I'll, OJ was kind of part of that family. I'll, I'll <laughs> leave you with this too. thought. Whoever is careless with the truth in small matters cannot. Again, I'll leave you with this very profound thought I saw today in the internet. Your mom, I, your mom shared it. it. Yeah. I'm going to share it with all your fans. Ironic, isn't it? Albert Einstein. Whoever is careless with the truth in small matters cannot be trusted with important matters. Yeah, and. and yeah, but I mean, I guess both candidates have issues with, with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're going to wrap this down in one second, but I'd be remiss if I didn't discuss the big story of the week because we usually I start with the big story, but we started talking about the presidential election. I skipped over the, the, the big story that won't die, and we have, we'd have we'd be, you know, derelict of duty if we didn't discuss it. Of course, the Kim, Kim Ye feud with Taylor Swift. You know, now Justin Bieber's weighed in. You're familiar with it, of course. <laughs> I think you can talk about Puig. No, Puig will say Should they say yes? I know who those people are. I know who those people are. Oh, that's, that's exciting. Really big. Kim Ye is who? No, that I don't know. But I Kim know. and Kanye together, it's Kim Ye. Oh, God, I'm so repulsed. Please, don't, don't, <laughs> See, you, don't you do that. you long for Puig stories, oh, don't you? Please. Okay, so... i got to take the so, Puig but, uh, in, in, uh, amendment. But... Uh, but I am curious as to your thoughts on it, to give you the brief summary of it, is that, you, you know, you guys remember when Kanye, the whole yes, feud with Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift and he stole her mic and said yes, yes, all that yes. stuff, right? So then they became friends again. She presented him with the, with the Vanguard Award, the MTV Awards, and they were all friends and everything. And then Kanye put this lyric in his new song, Famous, that says exactly, he goes... I think that Taylor and I still might have sex. Why? I made that bitch famous. And she was very upset about this lyric publicly and at an award show she would got very teary-eyed and said to women everywhere, don't allow men and people that are going to try to take credit for your success. You can do it on your own. I did it on my own. And everybody, she was playing the victim, but she was speaking empoweredly. And then it came out, Kim and Kanye kept saying they ran the lyric by her in advance and she approved it and she denied it vehemently well apparently Kim was snapchatting wow. Kanye or somebody was snapchatting Kanye on the phone wow. with, with Taylor running the lyric by her wow. but all you see in the videos that they released is him running the first part of the line by her saying I think we might still have sex and Taylor's like well I guess that's kind of a compliment feel free and he says he'd run the final song by her well, he never did supposedly run the final song by her and didn't run the more egregious line saying, I made that bitch famous taking credit for her. So yes, that was what she was criticizing. And so I really think in the end, Taylor is actually more in the right. Plus also, why were they videotaping a private conversation and then releasing it? It's like, is they're not even... You see how I'm oh, you're these talking about, You're talking about Kardashians here, right? Right. Why? Are you kidding <laughs> you know me? That's what they I do. Mean, they're only famous for, for making themselves famous. What What are you talking about? I don't care about... They made all those bitches famous. I don't care about oh, Kanye God, West. Please. I care about Jerry West. Great basketball legend. He's the, he's the NBA logo. Um, but who, who in that scenario, I summarized it for you to get your thought. Who's in the right, who's in the wrong? 
I don't know who is in the right and who is in the wrong. I do know that uh, I get it that people rap and, and they do, they say many things. In yeah, my, they do. Yeah, and they say many things and stuff. Your sons are rap. But uh, that's true, and, and I think you're great. And <laughs> I do think Unbiased yet again. I, regardless, I think you're great. But uh, I, I realize that people say a lot of stuff. I don't know. I mean, people who do that take lots of liberties. They also say you have to kill that, that calf. You have to, you know, they used to say all those right, things. Did they mean all of them or they did it for, for I don't know. I don't the whole know. thing's probably publicity stunt. We're it's talking about all of them. Publicity stunt, I think, on all parts. And I think they should all go back home. And you know what they should do? Read a book. And then that's where Trump doesn't read any books either. Maybe we, Trump could just be president of celebrities. Yeah. I agree. Okay, there's no turning back the clock. There's no turning back where we're at now. We're in a heap of trouble. And God bless the United States of America. <laughs> and I'm a little more hopeful. I think that we're, we're finally burning off. We still have months till the election. I think people are, I think the bloom's coming off of, of Trump's hair. And I think people are realizing how he's just unprepared and unfit for office. That's for Johnson. Johnson is the big man there in the third party there, Mr. Johnson. And he yeah, people in the state that will definitely go for Hillary maybe can support the, the Green Party candidate. Anybody who's possibly on the fence, you got to vote for not electing a man that might lead us into World War III. That's my personal a, a side issue on Johnson. I don't know if you know that, but he likes to engage in certain cannabis on a daily oh, yeah. basis. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the things I, I do enjoy about him. Um, but no, you're the dumbest guy in the world. I and I, mean, I don't know too much about him. I saw him on Bill Maher. It's about it. But um, I guess uh, that's enough of a of a talk for now. I feel it. Think think we've definitely pondered the future of society. Yes. More than anybody ever has in a Target slash Starbucks. Yes, and we have decided the future. We've decided. <laughs> and all it's I can say to that is, as I've used from time in the past, may the good news be your news. I love that. That's a nice wish for everybody. And um, just that, stay seated for one moment because we're not quite done. I know you're ready to go buy board shorts, but give me a moment. Or is that me that's my board shorts? Um, we're almost done. I just want to let everybody know uh, you can see me this week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, at the St. Louis Funny Bone. Get tickets right now through BenGlebe.com. You can buy tickets. I'm making history this Saturday night, a first for any comedian ever. I'm broadcasting my entire Saturday 11.30 p.m. show live on Facebook Live, talking about oversharing, but I'll be doing 100% improvised. No, all that's okay. That's, that's entertainment. Show. That's of course. Show. All improvise, all crowd work show. I'll be on stage at around midnight St. Louis time, so 10.30 L.A. time, around 1 a.m. I'm, I'm sorry, 11 a.m., 11 p.m. L.A. time, 1 a.m. New York time. I will be broadcasting live. You can just tune into my Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash Ben and watch the entire hour set at 45 minutes to an hour live on, on Facebook Live. And then after that, I'm coming... Uh, August 24th through 27th to Chicago to Zany's Comedy Club my first time headlining Comedy Club in Chicago September 1 through 4 Minneapolis, Minnesota St. Paul at the House of Comedy Minnesota in the Mall of America and then I'm coming in September also to Dallas and Plano, Texas at the Hyenas Clubs and then I'm coming to um Laughing Hyenas? Hopefully. Uh, in November to Laughs Boston, my first time headlining comedy club in Boston. I've played colleges there, but never a club. Um, you can get tickets for all of it through BenGlebe.com or on the club's website. Also, I'll be doing a fundraiser for the West Hollywood Theater Company, a brand new theater company opening on September 14th at the Comedy Store Main Room. Uh, with Mary Lynn Rice Cub and Ben Morrison and others, you can get tickets there. I tell you one thing, he never memorized his homework as well as he knows this. Thank you for becoming Jackie Mason suddenly. And um, and it's very true. And um, Idiot Test just aired its last new episode so after the Olympics. We're going to be in reruns for the next three weeks. Then coming back, I believe August 23rd-ish, we'll have another four weeks of new episodes. That'll be the end of our of our season until except for one ha Halloween episode um, so make sure you watch it our ratings keep climbing lately so please make sure you watch that when we come back at the end of August every Tuesday 10 and 10.30 catch reruns then we're back at the end of August you can watch my Showtime hour special Neurotic Gangster on Showtime on demand you can add it to your Amazon Prime or Hulu or Roku get a one month free trial um, the pinned tweet at the top of my Twitter tells you how to, at the end of the 
trailer. If you watch the 30-second YouTube trailer, you can see how to subscribe for your free trial or just figure it out. You're, you're, you guys are grown-ups. You gotta see Idiot Test. My son hosts this show, and he's no idiot. That's very sweet. Dad, who's just aged 40 years in the last five minutes. Um, and um, I guess that is all the news that's fit to print this week. Oh, follow me on Snapchat, at Ben Glebe, Instagram. And I'm doing Instagram stories now as well as Snapchat stories. I'm tending to, I think I'm going to be moving towards maybe just having Instagram be my major video creation output there instead of Snapchat just because they essentially stole Snapchat's format and it's already in one platform that I already loved Instagram so much. You get both the, the curated feed and the daily story all in the same place. So it's a nice thing to check out. Um, do that if you can, if you will. Um, other than that, it's been great chatting with y'all, Brain Trust, the Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Glebe Squad, the big Glebers in all of us. Brain Trust, thanks for listening. Until last week, next week. Oh, before I sign off, in honor of the theme that my dad identified and created for this podcast, uh, let's send you, send you out with a classic Amer piece of American music, Christina Aguilera with Genie in a Bottle. Until last, yeah. That's Just a final thought, because this will be the last show we'll be doing. At Nate Dog Dodger on till, Twitter. Till your mom's birthday, and a special shout-out in a couple of weeks to the most wonderful woman in the world. My gorgeous wife will be celebrating her birthday, and we'll all be thinking about you throughout all, your, all the people listening to your show. Love you, honey. 65. 65 years young. I love that. That was very sweet, Pop. That was very touching. Um, thank you all for listening uh, on that lovely note. Tell someone you love them. Tell your parents you love them, okay? I love you guys, all right? Please, please do it. This, in all seriousness, if it's the last thing I ever say, always go to people you love. Tell them you love them. It's so key. You never know if you'll have another shot to do it. I'm not trying to be depressed. And even tell though people I'm a doctor. you hate to fuck off, I think. I think that's not uh, really. Yeah. Do it. I absolutely. I totally agree. <laughs> really? What? Yes. Yes. Present company excluded? No. <laughs> <laughs> Until last week, next week. This has been... Last week on Earth. It, it, won't, it won't stop recording, so it hasn't been yet. Hold on. Until last week, next week. This. You want to say it? This has been the last week on Earth with Ben Glebe. Whoops. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. <laughs>